Thank you for inviting me to be here to share with you the, about the ministry in Taiwan. And um, Penny, Penny Iverson, she wants to say hi to all of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say hi back to her. I'll give her a call. <laughs> okay. Um, you can tell what this is, right? <laughs> and the first, uh, first uh, everyone say right away, these are uh, goats, right? Okay, you're better than the people in the cities. Um, yeah, one time we were visiting this couple, they raised goats, um, and then the lady were explaining to us how they raised these goats. They have to feed them every day, make sure they don't get hungry, and then in the winter time, they have to turn on lights, make sure that they don't get cold, and then summertime, they will uh, turn on fans so they won't get heat stroke. And uh, if they get sick, they have to call the doctor in. And they got all these goats. Um, they buy them right after they were born, so when they were babies. And then it takes about seven to eight months for them to grow into a certain Weights, then they will sell them off for people to slaughter. And the lady, while she was sharing with us about this, she said, whenever she thinks about this, sending them off to die, she says she feels really sad about them. So, um, yeah. That makes me think of this verse in the Bible. It says, Jesus said, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. This other sheep, when we think of this other sheep, we think of the people who have not yet known Christ. And this other sheep, they will be the, facing the same destiny. They will face death. It's not just normal death, it's eternal death. And how do we feel about them? <coughs> do, we, do we feel sad for them? Like this lady does for the goats? They will be like suffering eternally. And in Taiwan, Taiwan, when you go to Taiwan, you could see many different people groups, not just Taiwanese, not just Chinese. You could see Taiwanese, Taiwanese are the people who went to Taiwan about a hundred years ago from mainland China. And then you could see the mainlander. The mainlanders are the one who went to China, uh, Taiwan in 1949. And those people, they speak only Mandarin, not Taiwanese. And then you see the Aboriginal people, they are the group that's been in Taiwan for several hundred years. And, uh, and then also you see um, Indonesian, Filipinos, Thai, Vietnamese, many other races. So people group, you can see many, other, uh, many people groups in Taiwan, but people groups nowadays, we have a different, a broader meaning for people groups. It could refer to different ages uh, or the different 
economic levels or educational levels or their mentality or um, the financial status. So in Taiwan, there is one really big group we call the working class people. That big group has not had the chance to hear the gospel for all these years. The Alliance, the Alliance missionary has been in Taiwan for over 60 years right now. And most of the time, they were working with the middle upper class people and the Mandarin speaking people, mostly in the cities. And this working class people, you see the population, the total population in Taiwan is 23 million, and the working class people is 15 million. So it's like two thirds of the total population. And out of that two thirds of population, only 0.5% is Christian. And these people, who are just people, these are the people that we could see like every day in our everyday life. We go to the restaurant, we eat, the cashier, the waiter, the waitress, the chef, the everyone, like there. Or if we go to the supermarket, the cashier, or the one who, who clean up the stuff, the janitor, the owner, could be anyone. And the working class in Taiwan, they have a common, is that um, most of them are very traditional. They worship idols, they worship ancestors, and they do it every day at home. And they go to the temple very often. And next I have a video for you to show you. It talks about the situation of Taiwan right now and who are the working class people. Yeah, so this group of working class people, they seem to be forgotten by people, by Christians, by missionaries all these years, but God has not forgotten them. 15 years ago, God reminded the missionaries in Taiwan including the Alliance missionaries and other, other missions agency, remind them, telling them to look at this group of people. These people do not have much access to the gospel. You guys help, must go, go into them and share the gospel with them. So 15 years ago, our mission did a lot of research, praying, talking, talking with other missions agency and talking with the churches around and then they decided to move to this county, Yuning County, it's the, oops, this, this is supposed to be arrow pointing to Yuning County here, right? So we, most of the missionaries 15 years ago moved to this county and in Yuning County we pick Sihu, this, this part in red, and Yuanzhang, this is where Tim and Ivanson are. And if you get their newsletter, they will be moving soon, probably this month or next month, they will be moving down south. And, um, but I, <laughs> I will stay in Sihu, the red part here.
So what kind of places, Sihu, um, yeah, this couple, Dan and Rachel, they went to Sihu um, 10 years ago, and I moved there five years ago. So when they first moved there, actually, it's a countryside. You see a lot of farm, farmlands, farmers, people growing all kinds of stuff. Uh, this is peanuts, veggie, and then raising different kind of stuff. Geese and ducks and pigs, uh, chickens and goats, you can see. And um, temple. This is one of the biggest temples in the area. There's a lot more smaller temples in the area. And this is the inside of the temple, part of the inside. And there's like a lot more. They have like tens, more than like 50 idols in the temple. And parade, they do parade, God's parade, every weekend. Sometimes starting on Friday, sometimes starting on Saturday, they have people coming on tour buses and they will parade down the main streets doing, um, having loud music and drums and fireworks all those stuff, it's like a party for them, and they do it every weekend. More of the parades. And you can see a lot of youth and children involving on, in this parades too. And um, Jesus said, we go back to the first sentence, I have other sheep. They're not of this ship pen. Maybe you take a moment and think about if there's anyone around you that you have never thought of sharing the gospel with, some, someone that you might have forgotten that they also need the gospel. Or maybe you can ask God, pray to God and show you who around you that he wants you to share the gospel with the ones that are not in his sheep pen. And also, Jesus also said, I must bring them also. So when I first look at this sentence, I say, oh, Jesus is saying that he will bring them, bring them into his sheep pen, then does that mean that I don't have to go anywhere? I can, I can go home now. But you know, it's not true. When he said that, he meant that we still have to tell people about Jesus. We have to witness to them and care for them, love them, uh, love them with all God's love. But whether they believe or not, it depends on Jesus. It depends on the Holy Spirit. He will work in their hearts and bring them to himself. So, I, I have heard that um, people, some people said that sheep, they do not have direction sense. So when they're out and they get lost and they don't know, they cannot find their way home, right? So they need someone to bring them home. It's the same thing in Sihu. A lot of people there, they do not know that they need the gospel. They do not know that they need God, they need to go 
back to Father God. They need to go home, go back to this creator of them. And this lady, can you tell what this is? This is a green tea, green tea with red bean. It's really tasty. Maybe you can try. You can just Google it online, and then you could try making it. I saw it one time. Someone, someone posted it on Facebook, and I saw it. I thought, oh, maybe I should like try making it. And in Suhu, we try every possible ways to connect with people. So I made it and gave it to a lady, and she has two children, and then she gave her children to try it, and they all loved it. And then she asked me for a recipe, and then that started our relationship. We became friends because of that. And then she started coming to my house, and I started going to her house very often. When we go to each other's house, we talk, just talk and drink tea. That's what they do in, in Taiwan when you go visit people. And um, yeah, sometimes she will um, cook something or whatever she has at home that's like too much and she will bring over to my house. And then the conversation slowly turned to a more religious conversation. She will ask me about things like who Jesus is, why did he come to the earth, and why did he like die on the cross, and who is Father God, who is the Holy Spirit, who, um, what is church, why do people get baptized? Does it mean that getting baptized meaning that you will be a, a Christian? And yeah, what is um, giving? What is why do people go to church and all this all kinds of questions? But then she also read a lot of articles, and then she slowly beca- uh, began coming to church, a church service. Um, as soon as she began coming to church service, her husband and her mother-in-law told her that, okay, it's okay that you go to church. You know, in Taiwan, people think going to church is like betraying the family because they need to worship their ancestors. They need to worship idols. They know that becoming Christians that means that they don't worship ancestor anymore. So for them, it's a tradition hand down from generations. So if you don't worship your ancestors, that means you're betraying your family, your whole family, your whole family clan, your tradition, you're a traitor in the family. So they told her, don't get baptized. And they have this misunderstanding thinking that getting baptized meaning that you become a Christian. Going to church doesn't mean that you're a Christian. So she did not get baptized, but she became a Christian. She found out that this God is the true God. This God is the God of her. This God is the God who created her. She needs to go home. She needs to like come back to God but then she didn't get baptized for two years. She witnessed at home. 
She witnessed to her husband. She witnessed to her children. Even when they go out, go out on a trip and stuff, she would say to her family, telling them, oh, look at the flowers, look at the trees. Aren't they beautiful? And you know what? These are created by God. So she's not afraid to share with her family. And with her husband, she learned to be more submissive to her, her husband. Because before, whenever her husband says anything or have any uh, suggestion or idea and stuff, she will disagree with him. She will say things to disagree with him. But then now she, she slowly learned to not disagree at first. She learned to be quiet first and listen, to listen and think about why he said that. And with her children, she's really good, already really good with her children. She spent a lot of time with her children, taking care of them, talking with them. And after becoming a Christian, she would talk to them every night before bed and sometimes pray with them before bed and then she would remind them, telling them how much their mommy loves them, but Jesus loves them even more. So she's been witnessing in her family and until two years later, beginning of last year, she decided that it's time for her to get baptized. She's a, a little bit nervous and um, she talked to her husband about it. Before, when she talked to her husband, her husband would say, no, you can't get baptized. You can't become a Christian because uh, she still have to like help out with the idol worship, the ancestor worship at home. But this time, when she talked to her husband, do you know what he said? He said nothing. And when she told us about that, we say, okay, nothing, we take that as a yes. <laughs> and then she got baptized last year in June. Yeah, she's so happy. And after baptism, she told us she's really thankful to God. She's really thankful that God sent us Christians to this area because she never, before meeting us, she never knew that she needs God. She never knew that she needs to go home. She said her life, she grew up in the countryside, worshiping idols, worshiping ancestors. And she thought that's life. That's really normal to her. And for some other people, Jesus, even if they have heard of Jesus, Jesus is a foreign God. Jesus is an American God. They have nothing to do with Jesus. They are Taiwanese, so they should worship Taiwanese God. And for Jesus, it's for the Americans, for the foreigners. And they see me as a foreigner, and they say, yeah, because you're from America. That's why you worship Jesus. But for them, they don't worship Jesus. And so she said, she thank God she is finally home. And she said a lot of people in Suhu think the same way as she does. And she said we need to tell people 
about Jesus. We need to tell them that they need to go home. And Jesus also said, they too will listen to my voice. They too will listen to my voice, meaning that we need to have a relationship with Jesus. We need to have a close relationship with Jesus so that we can hear him clearly, so that we know that it's him talking to us. This, um, the yellow sign, it says beef noodles. Beef noodles. The sh this uh, little beef noodle shop, it's the owner is a single mom. My coworker told me that this lady, she became a Christian like 10 years ago. She came to church for a little while, but then she stopped coming. We didn't know why. They, they asked her and she didn't say anything. And um, my coworker didn't give up on her. Uh, they know because they know God doesn't want to give up on her. So they continue going back very often to care for her, talk to her, just to keep up with the relationship. For 10 years, she even told us one time that she said she does not believe in God. Nothing happened for 10 years. We just friend, just friend with her. And um, it was not until beginning of last year, um, one day I, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should uh, have beef noodle for lunch. So I went there, I was there by myself. I was the only customer and I finished my beef noodles and went over and talked to her. And just, I just asked her, how, how have you been? How are you doing? And then she just opened up, poured out her heart, just told me a lot of things that she haven't tell us like in this past 10 years. A lot of hurts she got from her email, a lot of false accusations, a lot of uh, different things that's been happening and her heart is really bitter. So she's really hurting. And then I went and shared with my coworker that day we stood there like for more than three hours, just her talking about her stuff and me listening to her. And then after that, we went back several more times, talking, listening to her, talking, encouraging her, telling her that she needs to go home. She needs God. Encourage her to read the Bible and to pray to God, to say to God everything that she had told us. And she listened, and she did, and she began reading the Bible again. And she did pray several more times when we go back. Before I came back to the States last July, I went to see her again, and I could see she had changed. Her face literally glows. She has joy in her face. You could see as from inside out. 
she has found her way home. She has found Jesus, found her Father God. So she has, again, once again, a relationship with Father God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus Christ. So is there anyone that you think you need to tell them, go back home, go back to God? You need to have a relationship with Jesus. Pray to God to open up your eyes, open up your hearts. A lot of things, a lot of time it's just the work of the Holy Spirit. We just follow and we just listen and encourage them and care and love them. And Jesus also said, there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And this photo is our group picture, a church group picture in 2015, 2017, and then 2019. These are all God's work. You see, we give the glory to God. It's all God's word. It's God bringing all these people to our church. And we keep reminding our people that we are under Jesus. We are not under our pastors. We are not under our missionaries. We, and we are part of a bigger family. We are all under uh, Jesus. So we are not just the Suhu Alliance Church, like in Suhu, just that 15, 20 people. And we have more people, more Alliance people, and every people who believe in Jesus, everyone who is Christian, they are part of this family, part of under Jesus' care. So it's like Trinity Alliance. Trinity Alliance is not just Trinity Alliance in Reading. We are part of a bigger, bigger family. So Trinity Alliance and Sugu Alliance, we are one big family, right? Yeah. So God said we are under one shepherd. We are all under Jesus, Jesus' care. And yeah, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. You might think Suhu is so far away, you may never have a chance to go there. Even doing the vision trip, you may not right, be going there. But you can also pray for us. These are some of the prayer requests. You can pray for Pastor Eric. Pastor Eric, he just graduated from seminary last June and he's on staff on, in July. So we were asking him to be on staff for one year and now the coworkers in church, they have to decide if they whether want him to um, stay or to leave. But of course we want him to stay. But we want to ask God what's God's planning for him and for the church. And 
pray for the pre evangelism activities that now they have on Saturdays and Sunday afternoon. They have this board game time and craft time, and they will invite a lot of non-believers. So a lot of this time they will just talk, have fun, have tea and snacks, and just talk to people. So hopefully the people will build a relationship with us, trust us, and then they will eventually come to Christ and pray for a building. The building that we're using right now is not the church building. It's, the, it's rented by the mission. The, it's, so it's the field office. So they're using the office during weekday, Monday to Friday, during daytime, and so we can use it at nighttime and the weekend. But now we're getting more people as not enough room for us all to be there to worship God. So we want to have our own place too. So pray for that. And we have a special, approved special for the building fund. And also pray for the lost. Pray for the lost. We have been um, meeting a lot of people, being friends with them, and telling them Bible stories, telling them about Jesus, and they have not yet come to Christ, all these people. So pray for them that they will come to Christ and find their way home. Other than praying, give. You can give, give to the GCF or give to the approved specials. And I want to take this chance to thank you all for giving to the GCF, for your giving to the GCF. You are actually participating in the ministry in Taiwan. Because of this GCF, we can be on the field that keeps us on the field, and we can yeah, have money to spend on the ministry. And the other three approved special. Um, the first one is for the ministry in Suhu, the second one is for the building, and the third one is the, for the pastor. Other than praying, giving, and you can go. Uh, go as short-term trips. I'll be sharing a lot more on what, what the teams have been doing in the past in the connection group, or you can go as an international worker. Um, yeah, don't be scared. <laughs> it's really blessing. It's a really blessing to be able to serve God full time like that, to be serving overseas. So pray if God wants you to be an international worker. Yeah, just go. He will plan your way out. And these are the, uh, the alliance workers in Taiwan, including the the ones with ambition and the ones from Canada. And these two ladies, the Igit, Igit, the one on the right holding the mic, she's the first Indonesian missionary sent by the Indonesian Alliance churches. So she's right now in Taiwan learning Mandarin. She will be ministering to the Indonesians in Taiwan. And the one on your left, Chan, she just got her visa approved after 
three attempts. So she was supposedly to be there in September, and now finally we praise God for that, that she's able to go to Taiwan, and she'll be going this month, or next month. Yeah, this is month. And she will be, she's from, I think she's from Missouri, I think. <laughs> and she will be working with the Vietnamese in Taiwan. And this couple, Jason and Andy, they are from Alliance, um, San Jose Alliance. Yeah. And they are appointed to go to Taiwan in September. And they are originally Taiwanese, so they don't need to learn Mandarin or Taiwanese. So they would just go and work. <laughs> and if God wants you, there's a, a lot of um, different ways you can be a missionary in, in Taiwan. If you go on the website of our Alliance, you can see there's, we have four tracks. The access group, we are the access group, and then ambition, karma, and marketing. So for, and also for people who retire, you can do the two-year, two-year mission work to there. Um, if you want more detail, you can talk to me later after service. And also I brought over a brochure here. They are all on the table outside. This brochure talks about, it's got our access team here. We have 12 right now, and then each page have the individual ministries and the, at the bottom are the approved special that they need. So you can take, take a look, and if you have any question, you can ask me. And thank you for giving me this chance to share with you, and God bless.